welcome to the Girl Tries Life podcast, where we show you that women are capable of absolutely incredible things with the right tools, strategies, and mindset in place. I'm your host, Victoria Smith. I am a stress reduction coach in Calgary, Alberta, who is all about helping you significantly reduce your stress so that you can actually enjoy your daily life. Imagine that. Now, today on the podcast, I am joined by artist Stephanie Hoekveld. Now, my very first introduction to Stephanie was through our mutual friend and previous podcast guest, Kristen Dick. Kristen and I did the personal branding, uh, the branded boss process that she does. So it was all about personal branding so I could really hone in what it is that I do and how to share my message. And I remember her telling me about this artist that was a client of hers as well. And then it just so happened that Stephanie and I met when we then went on the same ATBX cohort, advancing our small businesses together. As a fan of colorful and vibrant art, Stephanie's work is right up my alley. From her glorious skies to her women of wonder, I'm just blown away by her work, and I really hope to one day own a piece. So in this episode, Stephanie shares how she became passionate about painting in the first place and how she's kind of like that stereotypically unlikely artist given her passion for science and math. We also talk about her incredible mother and how that also inspired her Woman of Wonder series. We also talk about what it's like as, you know, to be the the business of being an artist. Stephanie has grown this into her full-time gig, which as an artist, as a creative individual, I think is absolutely incredible. And she shares how she did that and how that kind of grew for her. Now, the Girl Ties Life podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, which is powered by ATB. Now, this specific episode is brought to you by Park Power, who's a provider of electricity and natural gas in Alberta, and they offer low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. Now, in Alberta, you get to choose who you buy your energy from. Park Power has low overhead, and chances are you'll save money if you switch. You can find out how much money you would save by visiting parkpower.ca and plugging your numbers into the Alberta Energy Savings Calculator. If you decide to switch, it's easy. Nothing changes about your service, only the price you pay. So learn more at parkpower.ca. So like I said, I'm a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, and one of our fellow members, I mean, we have so many different members that cover all sorts of different topics, but I have to give a special shout out to Kyle Marshall of Putting It Together. And this is a look at, uh, he looks at Stephen Sondheim's body of work, show by show, song by song, and each week he invites someone in to discuss a Sondheim song in depth. So if you are a fan of Stephen Sondheim of musicals, you're absolutely going to love it. Uh, I just I thoroughly enjoy them. So I think that you might as well. And you can find a link to his podcast in today's show notes, which are at girltrieslife.com forward slash podcast dash 130. Okay, let's get into the interview with Stephanie. Well, thank you so much, Steph, for joining me on the podcast. Can I call you Steph, Stephanie? What do you prefer? Either are. Steph's Either. great. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for having me. This is an amazing opportunity. Thanks for coming on. Well, so as I've probably already said in the intro, you and I first met at ATVX and we actually have a f- shared friend through Kristen Dick, who's also been on the podcast before. That's right. <laughs> and so we've both been through that process, but... I'm going to circle way back. Uh, this is kind of a weird, this often happens. My podcast listeners know that I talk to people beforehand and then it's like, we've had this conversation going, but they haven't heard it, but that's fine. We'll, we'll catch them up. Sounds great. <laughs> so I've had this amazing chance to see all your Women of Wonder paintings and some of the other paintings that you've done in your house. I'm really curious 
where did this love of painting start? Like how long has it been going on for? I think I've always been drawn to the arts ever since I was a little girl. I loved playing with, you know, different paints and crayons or pencil crayons and I've just always had this uh, vivid imagination and love for color so yeah I think I've just always had it within me I don't know if there's a specific moment where that truly began but I've just felt this need to create and uh, that came alive soon after university after I graduated getting a math degree then became a, a high school math teacher I just started painting and I've never looked back. I absolutely love it. <laughs> That's amazing. And I'm, it's a family trait, right? Like your sister's an artist as well, hey? That's right. And she's actually one of the inspirations that uh, led me into my art career. She had always been very passionate about art and she took that as an option in high school, whereas I was more science driven and took calculus and bio and et cetera. Uh, and then in university, like I mentioned, studied on to get a math degree. But she instead studied art and made a, a career early on in life. And so I guess I've always been in awe of what she's created and all the pieces that have inspired her and she's sharing with the world. And so she was a big inspiration. As far as family traits, yeah, she's definitely one talented lady, but also my dad, my mom, and my grandparents had a little bit of art in them. Yeah. I wouldn't say that they painted all the time, but of the pieces that I did see, they were, you know, they had something. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, and I mean, it's interesting because I think in North America, it doesn't have the same, like in Europe, like if you're an artist, it's like super celebrated. And I think there there's an element I'm not saying this right but there's an element of that here but it's not seen the same way as a viable career so I think so many people who are talented probably like your parents and your grandparents you've picked the safe career and it becomes like that passion in your personal life right I couldn't agree more and in fact uh, my parents were both very adamant about you know picking the safe career have stability and I think seeing their parents go through you know living through the war and having hard times and really having to fight to provide for their families that was a mindset that they grew up with and again was passed on to us so when my sister and I suggested that we wanted to be artists as a career yeah there's a little bit of throwback (laughs) to that (laughs) but I think as they've seen our passion grow and and our artistic talent develop they and you know now we're we're getting commission requests and finding huge amount of success um I think there's definitely a belief that that having an art career is definitely something that's possible yeah so I'm curious because I mean (laughs) I'm not going to compare it but like when I write I know that I get a certain feeling from it what what is painting do for you? What's that experience that you have while painting? I just feel completely happy. It brings me so much joy. It's kind of the place where I can unwind and be at ease and peace and it just really calms me. I also think after losing my mom to cancer, it was a a huge way for me to conquer my grief and in a way it just gave me hope and kept me going. So painting does so many things, but that was one of the most um, significant things that's done for me. Yeah. So tell us a bit about your mom. What was she like? She was amazing. (laughs) Um, She was so full of joy and laughter and fun. And every family dinner was a dance party. And she just always made sure that we were fed well. And she just had the biggest heart. She cared about all of us. And, 
you know, there was four girls in the house, but she made each one of us feel very loved and special. And she was a nurse. And I think her heart was always about giving back and caring for others. And that's something that I hope to carry on in my own life too. Yeah. And just love her and miss her very much. What's like the best life lesson she left you with? Um, I think because her life was taken so quickly, it was to live life as full as you can, cherish every moment and uh, surround yourself with people you love. And I mean, this is the outside looking in and I know it's, I know it's a heavy conversation, but from an outsider looking in, you're doing that. <laughs> like I obviously never knew her, but I'm sure she would be super proud. Like the, all the even just walking into your house, like there's so much a feeling of aliveness and like having gone through the ATBX program with you, like you just have this energy. And so exactly what you're saying she would have wanted for you is exactly what I see you doing. So, well, that I means mean, I know we don't know each other that <laughs> well, but it's a, yeah. That means the world. And I think through the loss of uh, my mother's life, I really felt pushed to do good in the world and my mission as an artist is to paint for positive change yeah so okay I, I want to get to women of wonder because that's what I've just seen and I'm super excited about it but <laughs> I had no idea until I'd kind of dug through your website and done a little bit of research about the sky painters this this series that you did so this was you and your sister painting 56 people's stories through skies that's so absolutely it was Michelle and I who did the 56 paintings but as I mentioned there's four of us girls Heather Natalie Michelle and myself that interviewed 56 families that had been impacted by cancer and their stories were truly touching and inspired a collection that uh, went on to auction over $200,000 for charity so it was a remarkable event and you're probably wondering what does why is 56 so significant. My mom was born in 1956. She was a nurse that worked on Unit 56 and she died at the age of 56. So it was just like this crazy um, lining up in the universe of the number 56. And what was really crazy is Michelle and I are twin sisters. And when my mom passed away at the age of 56, we were age 28. So for us each to create 28 pieces, um, totaling 56 paintings in this series, it just felt really special. That's amazing. <laughs> so how did, like, how did these people come to you? You kind of put out the call for people's stories and experiences with cancer and yeah we connected with the leukemia and lymphoma society of canada and we also built a, a website and kind of put out a call that we wanted to you know do something in honor of our mom and people just jumped at the opportunity and the whole story about the sky painters was the night before my mom passed away there's the most beautiful rainbow in the sky and our nephew had said look, the sky painters paint that for, paint those for sick people like grandma. And um, so I learned of this the next day when my mom passed and I just thought the sky painters, oh my gosh, we have to do something with this. And uh, so, yeah, I think people fell in love with that story and it opened up their hearts to share their own stories of grief and loss. And through the whole process, we were able to heal and kind of celebrate in a way the lives of those that we love. It's incredible because grief is heavy. Oh, yeah. But you've created a way 
like you're saying, for people to celebrate and to honor that person, um, which I think we all want to do, but to have a visual representation of it is really, really unique, I think. Absolutely. And I think that's one cool thing about the work I'm creating, because with the Sky Painters, we're celebrating those who maybe passed away or had gone through something really hard. Um, And the Women of Wonder is almost celebrating the now. And I think, as I mentioned earlier, I learned from my mom that life is so short and precious. And similar to artists, you always become famous after you're dead. Well, I thought, let's create a a series, Women of Wonder paintings, where we can celebrate the women who are doing great things right now, right, like in our time. And what I love is it's also not like, it's not the Michelle Obamas, it's not the whatever, you know, these huge faces, like you've just told me the story of what, 10 plus incredible women, many of whom I had never heard of before, but now I'm incredibly inspired to learn more about their stories. And we're everyday people who do incredible things. We right? are. Women of wonder are everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> they are literally everywhere. Yeah. And I think it's so important to reach out and let the people around you know how great they are. Yeah. So women of wonder, how did that start? Well, first off, it was inspired from my mom, um, who is absolutely a woman of wonder, and I want to celebrate her every single day. But also, I had been introduced to the ACE class, and I went to one of their brunches, and I just felt so supported. It was so real and a place where people could feel safe and vulnerable and have that trust and also just have an amazing time. And every brunch, they give a goodie bag. And in the the gift bag, there was a magazine called The Notebook, and it's 100 women that you need to know. So I was just kind of overwhelmed um, of female influence in my life all in that one morning. And so I think with, you know, the support and love of my mom, the influence of the amazing women that I had met at that brunch, and then also just growing up uh, playing on soccer teams with incredible uh, girls at the time who are now women, I've just been so blessed. And I thought I need to celebrate women. And a huge shout out for those of you who uh, don't know what the ACE class is, we will have to, if you go to the show notes, we'll link to both ACE class and the episode that Mandy did with us. Uh, She shares some of her story and she's one of your women of wonder, hey? She really is. Yeah. Yeah. Mandy is creating a platform for women where they feel supported and can just advance as entrepreneurs or, you know, personal development. She's just creating so many opportunities for women. Yeah. Okay, so I want to dive into like the nitty gritty business of being an artist. Okay. Okay. Shoot. <laughs> so you're fascinating because you've got that mathematical, analytical, scientific side of your brain and the artistic side. So I think it's a really interesting combination when you're launching a business. So you said you were a math teacher. How long was this like a side hustle? When did you go full time? I actually just left my full-time teaching career last year. So it was a side hustle for about eight years. (laughs) And as I mentioned, I found painting right after university. So as I was going into my first year teaching, that's when I was beginning to learn about this love that I had for art. So the desire to take it into a full-time career, was it you were just getting so busy with it? Was it this was just you were so fulfilled by it? What led you to make that switch? 
I absolutely love doing commissions for people and I just found that the request for my work was increasing and I was starting to make good income off of it and so I figured all right now is a great time to to go out there and just do what I love. Yeah. So what was your biggest takeaway? ATB are one of the sponsors of the um, Alberta Podcast Network, which we're a part of. Um, So I talk about ATBX all the time, I think, for people. What was your biggest takeaway from ATBX as an artist entrepreneur? I think it just gave me a lot of confidence. I was able to kind of figure out my story and how to project that to the world. And also, I've just learned tons of insider tricks on how to manage my finances, you know, some little hacks on managing social media, what to do for my website and, um, you know, automating emails, etc. So I haven't implemented all of these yet, but there's so a long list of things that I think after the Women of Wonder show, I'm going to dive deep and, and relook all the notes that we, we took in because I just feel so inspired, so motivated and yeah. there's lots to be done. <laughs> I would imagine, I am pulling this from nowhere and not having statistics or anything like that, but I would imagine the amount of artists who are incredibly talented versus the percentage that become full-time, like it can't just be talent. What have you done that sort of allowed you to move into full-time? Like I know like the requests for commissions were coming in, but like what did you do to get to that point? I think with art, it is so personal. And for me, it was building those connections with my clients and with people and being able to share their story through a painting. And so I think by just connecting, um, I've been able to build a name for myself. It's so easy to just paint a pretty picture. But when you are telling a story for someone that has a a true impact, and I think that's what um, has drawn people to my work and and they want to come back. Yeah, (laughs) that's awesome. What are your kind of biggest tips for any artists who are starting out? Uh, It sounds like storytelling, understanding why you're doing what you're doing is big. Anything else? I think one of the greatest lessons I've learned as an artist, and I'm self-taught, but I've heard this often, is just to step back. And when I'm painting, I step back. And by doing so, I get to see the big picture and, you know, celebrate the small wins of the details that I put in there. But as a business, it's the same thing. I mean, you have to sometimes step back and look at the bigger picture to see what areas you need to work on, where you're doing well. And um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of little details you can take care of as being a, your own business owner. But the biggest thing is just to take that moment to step back once yeah. in a while. I'm curious, have there ever been times where like the experts were telling you to do one thing, but in your gut you knew that the other thing was the right choice? Has that ever happened to you? Um, I'm pretty isolated in my art practice, yeah. so I, I can't say I really listen to any yeah. experts. Um, I mostly just follow my gut and my yeah. instincts. And were you referring to like the technical art schools? or? Well, I think even like whether it's through uh, mentorship programs or branding or any, like any area, there's so much we can learn through business, right? Like you can listen to a million podcasts, you can go on all these courses and there's, this is how it should be done. (laughs) And you're like, that's not going to work for me. That's just not, my business needs this instead. Yeah. I feel like we all have our unique path that we need to follow and, um, there's so much incredible advice out there and there's a lot of podcasts that I love to listen to, but yeah, it's, you have to find the beat to your own drum. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. 
Okay, so you, Sky Painters, 56 Incredible Paintings, Women of Wonder. How many are there in Women of Wonder? 16. 16 Incredibly Inspiring Women, where you can find all of these on your website, I'm sure. Absolutely. What's next? It, like, What's the next collection or theme that you want to tackle? Well, my whole mis- mission is to paint for positive change. So the next impact that I want to make is for the wildlife of Alberta and for of Canada. So the next series I'm going to call 2020 and I want to paint 20 different wildlife species from the Canadian landscape where they're double exposed uh, amongst the landscape. So it's kind of one of those blurred images of uh, the animal with the the landscape going through with within the yeah. animal um, outline if that makes sense mm-hmm. it might be one of those things you have to see but I, I wanted to call it 2020 because it's all about perspective and um, we all have different viewpoints on what we respect but I really want to draw attention to first of all our landscape and then the animals that exist within and just how we can protect them a little bit more we live in such a beautiful country and um, so yeah for the year 2020 I thought it was appropriate to create a painting a a series of 20 paintings that you know highlight the animals that I'd like to protect well and it seems to tie in really well with one of your first women of wonder who you said was like paints icebergs to raise awareness and protect the environment like it definitely seems to be a thread that runs through you of an important cause yeah, I think I have a lot of causes that I want to fight for. Maybe I need to isolate that a little bit better. But um, I suppose that's the beauty of being an artist. I can paint whatever is inspiring or touching to me at the moment. And um, right now it's Women of Wonder. And, and I see that carrying on. But but next, I already have a vision for Wildlife of Canada. And then next, it's going to be the Wild Horses of Alberta. Nice. And... Yeah, I just, I feel this need that I want to say something with my art and make a difference through it. Yeah, that's incredible. And it's, I I don't think it is weird, like you were saying, is it weird to like this many passions or all that kind of stuff? I know so many people who are multi-passionate, we're just not necessarily artists. And so it, it makes sense as well. You're coming from this math, this science degree, but you also have this passion in art and in different areas of art and in different causes. Like we are as human beings, never one thing, right? And I think it's when we think that we are one thing and we try and put ourselves in a box that I think that's where we experience a lot of internal uh, strife. Totally. And so in, in many ways, you're letting it all out, right? In a very constructive for a positive change kind of way. I think that's awesome. Well, thank you. And actually, one of the women of wonder, that's her whole mission is basically helping. She's an emotional expert and coach, and she helps transform people's lives through, you know, I need to start that over. (laughs) So that reminds me of one of the women of wonder who is an emotional expert and health coach. And basically, she really tries to help her clients work through life experiences to accept all these sides that they have to them because um, we can't just fit into a box all the time. We have so many interests and adventures that we want to take our ourselves on. Yeah. Well, and I know so many writers as well, right, where they're in the process of one book, but they have the idea. I mean, this must happen to you all the time. <laughs> they have the idea for like five, six, seven different books and they kind of just have to like park them in parking lots, like write down the idea so you don't forget it but they have to keep them in some place. Like, do you find that you're 
thinking I, of the next painting while you're on one. Oh yeah, I have a few notepads that I yeah. keep around for all my ideas and I know it's one that I'm truly drawn to because I've written it down a few times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um yeah, I actually keep a lot of my ideas on Google Drive and yeah. start to organize any ideas of inspiration on there and that way it's a safe place that I I know I can go and look to rather than flipping through a bunch of random yeah. notebooks. This maybe sounds nuts, and I'm sure artists hear this all the time, this question. Is it hard to give away these pieces? Like, you know they're going to incredible homes, but they've been such a part of you as well. Is it hard to I think see it's them go just out? part of the journey. Yeah. And maybe I've learned that through grief, but there's going to be people that come into your life and they they make an imprint on your heart, and then it's a time where they need to go on. And and you just have to celebrate that experience and cherish it and um, just know that there's going to be more great people that, that you encounter throughout your life. Yeah. This is not a question I prepped you for. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm curious because we've been talking a lot about grief uh, and we were talking downstairs about some of your other um, women of wonder who have gone through their own challenges. Obviously, painting was a process for you. Was there anything else you would suggest for, like, I unfortunately know so many people who have lost a loved one or a family member or whatnot fairly young. What helped you? What was your, what would you suggest for other people if they're in the midst of it? I think just listening to what I needed at whatever time that might be. Sometimes I needed to be quiet and alone. Sometimes I needed to have the support around me. Um, it's a, it's a tough journey (laughs) and I don't, you know, we were talking about having rules and boxes. Um, I think for everyone's journey with grief, it's going to be different, but for me, it was really about surrounding myself with positive people and I've always tried to do that and it's allowed me to overcome the hardest thing that I've ever faced. And so, yeah, community is the most important. Yeah. I, I'm just curious, and we don't have to include this if you don't want to. You just got married recently. How did you incorporate your mom on your wedding day? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> there is lots of sp- – there are so many special things. Um, I, uh, I actually took the lace off of my mom's dress, and I sewed it onto my veil because when I walked down the aisle, I just wanted to have her on my shoulders. And it was kind of cool because my veil actually, as soon as I got down to the the aisle on the altar and held hands with Steve, my veil fell off. So my sister thought that maybe was a symbol of her letting me go. Um, and then also in my bouquet, I had a little charm with her photo. I saw that, yeah. And it was just so special to feel like she was there. And one of the most cherished memories was actually my sisters who came into my room the morning of and they brought me a cup of tea and they said that on their wedding day that's what mom did and I'm sure if she was here now she would have done the same thing um and it was just the happiest day of my life and I felt like she was surrounding us the entire time she sounds like such an incredible woman (laughs) and like I said at the beginning from Everything I see from the outside, looking in from the conversation we've just had, you are doing all the things to lead your life in that kind of way. So I think I think it's really special. Thank you so much. So. I feel really blessed to have found art in my life and, and 
to be able to use it as a medium to share other stories has been a real gift. Well, I'm really sorry I made you cry. <laughs> it happens. It's okay. It's okay. Part of life. <laughs> we'll switch gears a little bit okay. and go into the final five. All right. Okay. Shake the shoulders off. Oh my gosh, your computer is covered in paint. Oh yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm just realizing that now. Okay. I'm going to say painting aside because I imagine that this automatically comes up for you. But what are what are the things or the projects or the uh, people or anything that get you fired up in a good way? I just love surrounding myself with positive people who are moving with a mission. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I think by being introduced to ATBX, the ACE class, the notebook, um, interviewing and painting all the stories of women of wonder, I have met so, such a great community of people. And so that gets me fired up, just knowing that everyone has these amazing gifts and talents, it, talents out there. And um, yeah, I just feel like energized when I'm around yeah. these people. <laughs> it's funny, right? Like you, It's like you were saying, whether through grief or just in everyday life, if you surround yourself by the right people, they can change your energy and your mood for the good or the bad so it's like find the right people that's right yeah yeah um what are your sort of go-to strategies for handling everyday stress because like any entrepreneur has their own challenges right like whether it's tax season or anything like that like or just like the busyness that happens how do you handle everyday stress I have many strategies and again, it starts with surrounding myself with those positive people. Um, but I also have just recently found a workout app called Kick and it stands for Keep It Cleaner and it's just a 20 minute hit workout, get in and out, get the, the heart pump in, feel good. Um, that definitely relieves a lot of stress and helps me manage that. Um, I also have a Google calendar and a physical calendar. So on Google calendar, that helps me project ahead. Whereas my physical one is more like the daily to do's. And I love just the satisfaction of highlighting or crossing off something on the list. I think that is just such a good feeling. You are not alone in that. Like, it's like, woke up. Yes. Had breakfast. Yes. No. <laughs> I don't go that far. Yeah, but. No, Some people do though. You need that like feeling from it. That's yeah. true. As well as just, um, listening to whatever music I'm in the mood for. I love having music in my life Yeah, and being out in nature. Um, but some specific tactics for stress. Um, I don't know if I have any, anything more to add, but, um, I've always had a very positive mindset and maybe it's just me being a little bit naive, but I'm able to push off stress somehow. And I guess I wonder if it's because of going through grief. I realized that there's things to worry about and there's things to not worry about. And mm-hmm. so sometimes the daily things that can get you rattled up, I, I don't know. I'm just easy, able to let those go. That's great. I <laughs> know. I think you're right. Perspective changes everything. Um, and yeah, it can come from grief. It can come from uh financial changes in your life situation it can come from like I know my perspective massively changed becoming a mom like just yeah things certain things don't matter the same way they used to and other things will matter more right like it just it constantly changes as we 
age and develop and experience different things. I guess I should mention another tactic is just being open to talk with people. As an artist, that can be quite isolating, but I find myself constantly calling my twin sister, who is also an artist. I speak to my husband often and my best friend, who's just starting her own podcast too, Up Top with Taya. And I just feel like by having conversations and just getting it out, uh, sometimes you can solve problems by just talking about it. Yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and we need to talk more about these things, right? Because I think we just normalize stress. Absolutely. Like I see that all the time. Busy. I'm just busy. I'm tired. I'm whatever. Like we've made it our new normal and it should not be our new normal. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this might be the same one we talked about before or not, but what's what's the best life lesson you've learned or advice that you've been given? Is it from your mom that live every day? Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And um, one of my favorite quotes is, what if you fall? Oh, but my darling, what if you fly? And I just love the idea that there's always that message of hope. And before my mom was di- or when my mom was diagnosed with cancer, she gave each one of us a, a planter of pansies and she said said, these are pansies of hope and I actually have a ring created in her honor with her ashes and the ashes are held in a little pansy so I guess I just always cling on to that and know that um, even though times can be hard there's always hope yeah that's great and the final question Stephanie is what does it mean to you to live your best life oh it's just you got to be happy yeah (laughs) yeah and you know we are in control of our own destiny. So if you're in a place where you're not happy, um, you feel stuck, you have to start making changes, you have to start moving, surround yourself with people you love and live out your dreams. We only get one life. I couldn't agree more. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. This was really fun. 